0: Hello and welcome to the Pink Isle. My name is Henry Kathman, and joining me is the lovely, magical Emma Corey.
1: Another episode of Pink Isle. How special!
0: How special indeed. And today's episode is going to be extra special because once again we have somehow transported a guest within this nebulous pink realm, which, for we can find no escape from, uh, never to see the real physical world again. Uh, Joy, she is a video creator, most well known for uh, her channel, La Femme Fictionale. Please welcome Sam Marchioni.
2: I knew that this aisle was pink, but you didn't tell me it was scented, too. Gives it a little something extra.
0: Don't forget you're here forever. Well, I mean, th- theoretically, theoretically. <laughs> I mean,
1: theoretically, there is an escape, but we haven't found it yet, so
0: well i don't know what's happened to all of the other guests that we've had here like we sent them down another hallway and no one's complained to us just yet so for all we know yeah. they're still
2: out there they live on the barbie food
1: yeah it's all plastic it's not very nutritious.
0: after the third week you tend to get used to it honestly <laughs> like emma i'm I don't know about you, but I've become quite partial to the fake pancakes that have been bundled in with the Chef Barbie place. You know, I've
1: actually become an innovator. I actually found an Easy Bake Oven, and it still has some, like... expired yellow cake mix.
0: And you didn't tell me, Emma?
1: <laughs> well, sometimes it's survival Anyway, fittest, and you gotta do what you do for you, you know?
0: Anyway, Sam, thank you for joining us in the aisle. So we have specifically selected you for this little journey because today's movie apparently has a very special place in your heart. Today, we are going to be examining the next fifth yeah, fifth Tinkerbell movie from the Disney Fairies franchise, The Pirate Fairy.
1: (laughs) Yar, yar, har, bottle of rum.
0: Fiddle-dee-dee. So, so, Sam, you you mentioned that you have, like, a backstory, like a a past with this movie. Okay,
2: so to place this, this was coming out in... Or summer of 2014 Yep. So this would have been Like six-ish Months after Thor the Dark World And so Tumblr Was in peak early boyfriend Stages for Loki And I was among oh, yeah. them Loki slash Tom Hiddleston Was one of my Early Tumblr crushes Still kind of is but That's a little understandable Either way I was scrolling through Tumblr, and suddenly I see a behind-the-scenes peek of the Pirate Fairy* that features Tom Hiddleston singing. And I play that clip, and I'm like, okay, I have to see this. I have to see this, if only to hear Tom Hiddleston sing. And there were also, you know, some clips from the movie, from that same behind the scenes thing where it was like people were just taking out the audio so it could be like, oh look Loki's talking about how your eyes sparkle like a thousand sapphire here's, again, this is Tommy's oh. boyfriend <laughs> thirsty, thirsty teenagers just this want some does chiseled sound very British patties but yeah that was how it happened that I, I watched this movie and then I watched the other Tinkerbell movies. I'm not sure at this point if I watched them in the correct order after I started with number five, but you know what? I've watched them all in order now, so like I have an idea of where we're going with this. Honestly, I think I was also (laughs) just in the headspace for Hook, because at the same time this was happening, Once Upon a Time had just done their Neverland arc. So there we had another sexy Tumblr boyfriend, Captain Hook, and a feisty tinkerbell who was an aussie played by rose mciver
1: and i love her and so yes i was oh, in the headspace that's for Tinkerbell a, that's a and bold truck okay and... oh god it kind of felt like there was a lot of like peter pan type stuff in the 2010s because well, Chris...
2: yeah we had like a small peter pan a yeah
1: because you had Tinkerbell and man, then stopped, you had and we all remembered time. that james
2: m barry was kind of gross
1: Does anyone remember
2: Pan?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Starring
1: Hugh Jackman? I try very hard not to remember it. Rooney Mara as Tiger Lily? Remember when that was a thing? (laughs) Bad, bad, bad
2: idea. And just for that, I'm going to one-up you Christopher Walken- Peter Pan Locke. Oh
1: Walk.
0: God! With yeah. Allison Williams as Peter Pan. Oh, <laughs> at, at least say what you will. They at least included actual indigenous people within the yep. cast of that production. Oh, they did
2: which... manage to have like native consultants and native actors, and they made it. As good as you can when the source material is so terrible, I think. I don't know. Not a native, not my place to say.
0: Yeah, not not any of our places to say, but you also- know, Maybe it's, it's
2: for the best that these movies stopped before they could try to address the natives.
0: If these were any indication, they probably were gonna avoid talking about the natives with like- I
1: think Disney look, just, like- to pretend that that part of the movie, like the original movie, did not happen, so <laughs> I kind of doubt they would yeah, go there. Yeah, how do you know? know they have easily. the
2: outdated cultural depictions warning.
1: Yeah, they no. have the the warning at the beginning of Disney Plus. That's like warning: this movie is racist. There you go. So, and,
0: yep. cool. yeah, cool. That that fixes everything.
1: Racism solved.
0: <laughs> but. God. Indeed. As you mentioned, Sam, the the big the big uh Loki in the room is Tom Hiddleston. As our requisite guest uh character, we got Tom Hiddleston voicing James, a a strange pirate who wears a red hat with a feather. Hmm. I wonder who this dashing young James could possibly be. It's quite subtle. No,
1: I remember the thing we were talking about earlier, Sam. It does... That is one of my favorite things about Stan Tumblr, though, is when they'll find, like, the really (laughs) obscure projects and watch them just for, like, an actor being in it. So, you just know you were definitely not the only one in the boat of just watching this movie for Tom Hiddleston. Oh, so a lot oh, of people no. are that they oh, no. planning on that.
0: I know for a fact that there were a bunch of people that watched uh, The Great Fairy Rescued for Michael Sheen. So it's like, if it leads them to watching these movies, you know what? Good for them, because these are these are a fun time.
2: James's character model is slightly more appealing to look at than the... Michael Sheen character, like there was something they tried to give him a Five O'Clock Shadow. It scared <laughs> me.
0: I, I'm trying to remember what Michael Sheen actually looked like in that movie. It's it's Fish man. just kind of looks like an older, older guy, but. The other main person that's going to be joining us in the cast, aside from our usual go-to's, Mae Whitman, Lucy Liu, Raven Simone, Megan Hilty, Pamela Alden, the the main people are here. The other big uh, voice acting talent that we have is uh, Christina Hendricks playing a fairy named Zarina, who I'm going to go out on, on a limb and say that she's probably the pirate fairy. And it's just like, once again, We got some A-class voice talent for these movies. Like, uh, listener, you might recognize Christina Hendrick as playing Gabby Gabby in Toy Story 4, but also being Roberta Hoffman in The Neon Demon. Or Emma, you might recognize her as Joan Harris from uh, Mad Men. And she and the so Whitman
1: about actually men worked again together,
2: together after this. Yeah, yeah. She went a, from Mad Men some... to Good Girls, and she and Mae Whitman play sisters in that. Oh, um, okay. A That's cool. I
0: don't know. I'm going to be interested in seeing, because most of the other like people in the cast and crew are pretty similar. By this point, most of Disney Toons had a pretty good production pipeline for most of these Tinkerbell movies, and it's a shame because this is going to be the second to last one of these movies that they produce before they end up absorbing the studio into the greater animation department, which might have been for the best, but at the same time, I don't know, but returning as director, we got Peggy Holmes here, which Emma, we talked about how like, oh, she was known for being a director for a couple of other directed DVD Disney movies. But her main actual credits in the film industry are being a choreographer, specifically for movies like Wayne's World and The Lion King 3 or The Lion King 1 Uh, the jungle book too and i think most uh something that most people will enjoy the most being the choreographer for hocus pocus and newsies
1: Huh.
0: i'm told that there's a dance number in this movie there's
1: there's like a song dance number this is like the only tinkerbell movie i think that has like an actual like musical style song in the movie it's like a diegetic number yeah yeah
0: yeah so i think
1: and you haven't seen this movie before have you henry
0: no i have not uh once again i am going in blind to this i
1: actually rewatched it like a month or so ago because my friend wanted to see it and my opinion of this movie is i think it's pretty it's pretty good. It like kind of stands out I think amongst the other Tinkerbell films. It's kind of has its own like vibe to it. It's a lot more kind of mm-hmm. actiony adventure than the other ones. So, I think I think you'll enjoy it.
0: Well, yeah. before we set off on this rip-roaring adventure, is there anything that I'm forgetting?
1: I uh, Yeah, you mentioned that actor Tom Hiddleston. Wasn't he in like something? I think he was Oh, he was in Crimson Peak. He
0: was in Crimson Peak. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, I Guillermo love he, he was also
2: in that Hank Williams biopic. I saw the Light. Ooh,
0: that's true. Uh, and he that also really good starred stage in. Cory
2: Coriolanus. Uh, Super duper. Yeah, yeah, he
0: was in Coriolanus. And. Uh, he was yeah.
2: a guy who oh, was dating. Oh, and he Miller played F. Scott, Scott Fitzgerald.
0: Fitzgerald.
2: In a sex pest movie. Yeah, yes.
0: I don't think we're forgetting any other details. Nah. Yeah, absolutely just, nothing anyway there, what a set sail car- with disney's tinker bell and the pirate fairy Anchors Yo-ho.
1: away Har-har.
2: Sold separately. More fun at Fairy's Treasure Hunt.com. You can win prizes, no purchase necessary. Ask your parents
1: first. Sponsored by Jack's visit.
0: And we're back, listener. Yar yar, wow. her, me
1: me maidies and me yo ho ho's. Uh oh, that's there, you scurvy
2: scaloags.
0: I do declare that this be <laughs> a mighty fine. <laughs> Exhibition upon the pirate ferry.
1: Yar Yarhar, I got I got some scurvy. Man, that manatee is looking good over
0: there. Oh boy. Just go down below deck with one of the homies. It's fine. We're out on sea. No one shall judge ye.
2: Soon. Also we're pirates,
0: them. so we're definitely very gay. If if historical <laughs> records be accurate. Just a bunch of dudes on a bunch of boats, like just definitely. Just dudes on boats.
2: Hey, what's better just, than that. Just
0: dudes okay, on I boats. Mean, be a, pounding it. They
2: had a pounding Spanish it. pirate named Bonito. Yes. Something is up. Uh
0: pounding it. Okay. I'm so, uh, anyway,
1: How did you all think about the pirate fairy?
0: Uh mm. well, I think it was. I thought it was fine. Um, gotta be honest. Didn't like it as much as Secret of the Wings or uh, Great Fairy Rescue. Uh, a lot of shenanigans in this one. But for what it was, I I think, like, for a fifth movie in this franchise, did a good enough job, like, taking these established characters that we already have, like, basic archetypes for and, like, you know, switching it up, which I thought that, that's, that's pretty good.
2: It definitely, like... This is the one that I think is the most heavily reliant on the Peter Pan established mythos. And I think that works both in its favor and against it. But I'd be lying if I said I didn't just have fun. Like, and I think a big part of that is actually the fact that we get all of the Pixies together. Like, usually they Mm. get, you know, separated or it's just Tink going off on her own. But it's just, it's all of them together and just these character dynamics, I love them so much.
0: Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Cause as we've seen in a bunch of like, as you mentioned in a bunch of these other Tinkerbell movies, we tend to deal with like, not a lot of people, like not being able to see some of the fairies. Oftentimes like our biggest complaint is that, oh, wish we could have seen more of these fairies and like their character interactions, which yeah, I thought at least for what this was, there's that, Uh, Emma, what, what were your thoughts with this
1: this movie is pretty fun overall definitely not as like thematically rich as some of the other ones like yes like i feel like the messaging in this movie is kind of weak compared to the other ones yes like
0: It, it is it is difficult to actually distinguish a like actual lesson per se or theme to this because with the other ones there's usually like a pretty clear moral like first movie it's about appreciating your own talents and what makes you unique second one is learning how to like overcome disagreements with your friends third one is about like uh
2: being able to accept responsibility for your failings and friendships like and also how that's that's fair and
1: also parenting yeah and the fourth one kind of has a whole, like, uh...
0: Prejudiced type of storyline type of thing, yeah. Mm. Although that one was a little muddled as well. Yeah,
1: kind of more like, uh, I don't know, um...
2: I'm not sure if the lesson was for the main fairies in this one as much as it was for maybe the authority figures. Like, hey, maybe the young whippersnappers know what they're doing.
1: I don't know. Yeah, because I feel like this movie, it's really like Zarina's story, the pirate fairy, but I feel like Zarina feels a bit out of focus in the movie. Yeah,
0: I think, like, honestly, if there was to be an issue found within this movie, I think Zarina would have to be one of them. Now, don't get me wrong. Peggy Holmes does a great job. I think we can all agree. Yeah, yeah. decent voice talent. Uh, Love her design. Uh
1: Christina Hendricks does good voice talent.
0: Oh shoot! I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. I'm looking Peggy at the Holmes wrong. Holmes is the director. i Although
1: at... Peggy did do a Peggy,
0: very yeah, good Peggy job directing, yeah. this
2: was definitely good something shot where her choreography good, strings were shining yeah. with the fight scenes and the flying scenes and the end scene. Yeah, this is definitely
1: like... the most action-packed uh, Tinkerbell movie yeah. out there.
0: Yeah, that that's fair. What what I meant to say was Christina Hendricks did a good job with Zarina. and I I do think like her. Her pirate design is pretty good. I feel like this movie suffers from a lot of the issues that a bunch of these other movies suffer from, and it's the fact that they'll build up, like, certain characters as, like, being important to the plot, Uh, like uh, Terrence in the second movie and uh, Periwinkle in the last movie. And then after this movie, they just kind of never show up again. Mm. And... And it also I, and just they don't... kind
2: of... It still has to be the Bell mm. show.
0: Well, I guess, yeah.
1: I guess the movie after this kind of does break that trend by not focusing on Tinkerbell. But I kind of mm. agree. Like, I don't know. I feel like... I wish we'd have spent more time with Zarina seeing, like, what was going mm-hmm. on in her head because, like, I felt so bad for Zarina in this movie. Like, I was like...
0: I did, too. Yeah. Like, she just... She seems like one of those of characters backstory. that, way like, mm-hmm. yeah, a little bit more backstory would have also Yeah, or her, just, like, just...
1: get some insight as to, like, what she's feeling, what she's going through, like, during the events of these films. Like, because I feel like so much time of this film is allotted to, like, the, the main friend shenanigans. group shenanigans, where I wish we could have ju- just gotten some, like, quiet moments of maybe, like, Zarina talking about, like, How she felt about essentially being, like, abandoned by the Pixie Hollow Society and, like, maybe Mm -hmm. having a discussion with the other characters about that is what I wish we would have seen in this movie.
2: Yeah, we get, like, one throw away to it and it's also, like, kind of spent on villain shadowing, but, like, maybe we should actually explain the backstory a little more for the listeners. Oh, yeah, well, the... Like the backstory. We yeah, do, the yes.
1: movie starts with Zarina played by Christina Hendricks and she is a dustkeeper fairy and she works. Mm-hmm. And so we actually get that little workshop that we got shown way back in the second movie comes back in this movie.
0: And our king fairy Gary returns. Yeah, though
1: he's kind of, he's kind of a, a bad daddy in this movie. Yeah, really?
0: And not the kind that people are into.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, he- at one point, he makes, like, this comparison of Zarina to Tinkerbell, and in that respect, he's, like, the Fairy Mary of this movie. Yeah.
1: Like, cause I think, like, this movie wants us to, like, see him as kind of being in the wrong, because the whole thing with Zarina is she is, like, super interested in how, like, pixie dust works, while, like, the other dust fairies, like, you know, are like, well, we're just here to distribute it, we don't really, like, question this stuff, but she, like, actually wants to experiment with the pixie dust. She's kind of got, like, a like a mad scientist thing going yeah, on a bit. Yeah,
0: which, honestly, that's a vibe that I'm surprised we don't see more explored in that. Like, they focus a lot on Zarina as the pirate fairy and less on the, you know, mad scientist type of thing. I mean,
2: and it might have been interesting if they'd been kind of like, oh, she's kind of been traumatized by the mad scientist events which saw her kicked out of the dust keepers and so like she delves into this pirate thing and like filters the new- her other pixie dust yeah. stuff through Because the
0: whole
1: plot is kind of set off because um, she ends up helping Fairy Gary replenish the pixie dust tree with some blue pixie dust so that's another thing that came back from the second movie we got the blue pixie dust coming back which is if y'all remember it's the extra special super important pixie dust that like makes a bunch more pixie dust and she's like really curious about it and wants to use it in her experiments but of course like fairy gary doesn't approve but she ends up sneaking some blue pixie dust for herself to do some experimenting and one
0: little nice setup is that like she we see Jesserina, like, walking about and all, like, not using her wings. And I think that's, like, a nice little thing that shows off her priorities of, like, oh, she's so curious about that, that she's willing to just, like... She's
2: rationing that dust.
0: Yeah, she's got that. She's got a fix.
1: And through experimenting with the blue pixie dust, she is actually able to use, like certain ingredients that she finds around to essentially create, like, different colors of pixie dust that can, like, give fairies mm-hmm. the talents of the different fairies, which is very interesting because that essentially, like, crumbles the maybe entire Tinkerbell way. Would like a word. I know, that's what I'm thinking. If only they had us in the first movie, Tinkerbell would be delighted. Establishment. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. my-
0: it, 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 you're, telling, you're telling me that there is a vested interest in not maintaining the hierarchy that was set before in the society? If innovation was set before people, wouldn't the ruling class want to capitalize upon that innovation even if it sacrifices their own strangle on power?
2: Does Queen Clarion (laughs) even have a talent? Like, she just seems to go to all these she, events
0: and shit. She's, Maybe she's, she had she's a talent and royal.
1: beforehand or, like, or maybe she was born to be royalty, we don't know. It seems like in Pixie Hall uh, society, people are kind of born and they are destined to fulfill the roles they are, but Zarina's, like, Pixie Dust essentially, like, challenges that and we never really get the implications ever explored in the previous movies or even yeah, really like, this movie as to even, what that would like,
2: So she experiments and makes pink Pixie Dust, which apparently has to make Fairy Gary con- heteronormative standards of clothing because he made a joke about, like, if there's pink pixie dust I'll trade in me kilt for trousers but anyway, she she makes pink pixie dust and it, like, goes badly and it turns into the ending of Little Shop of Horrors where the plants are everywhere (laughs) he just fires her from being a dust keeper and it's like, what is she supposed to do now? Like, Everybody
1: has an assigned job, what does she do now? It's established in this world that when a fairy is born, they are put to a signed job, and that's, like, the job they're destined to do. So it's like, what does happen to a fairy in this world where they they get fired, you know? And honestly, I felt so bad for, like, Zarina, because, like, when she was talking with Tinkerbell, she was like, well... This this is me like innovating Pixie Hollow Society just like you did when you like started using the lost things and creating gadgets and stuff and Tinkerbell seems kind of like uncomfortable in that scene where she's talking about this like so it's like oh so when Tinkerbell commits mass property damage with her experience she gets to be the hero but no, Zarina gets banished from the island for her experiment. Well, she's honestly you know, Yeah, but it's like if she lost her pixie job, what's she gonna do? <laughs>
0: like I yeah. I mean I think that's just a testament to how much more chill Fairy Mary is.
1: I yeah, guess so. Like it's just so many
0: yeah.
1: so many aspects unexplored. Anyway though, justice for Zarina. She did nothing wrong. I think it was good that she stole things. Uh <laughs>
0: yeah i think this is
1: redistribute the blue pixie dust for all is what i'm thinking queen clarion and her bougie elite have hoarded it all for too long
0: (laughs) (laughs) it does evoke an interesting question of what were to happen if uh fairy dust was not regulated the way it was (laughs) uh i don't know Cause they do point out like ha- some of the dangers of tampering with pixie dust, and yeah,
2: like she is basically yeah, sure. playing with the fairy version of an atom bomb. Yeah, but at the same you know, time, maybe I, this I, wouldn't have gone so badly if you. would given her an actual workspace rather than making her do it in her own house. They
1: should, they should have yeah, uh, nurtured and- her curiosities instead of trying to suppress them, you know? Indeed. Support women in STEM.
0: Yeah, because of that, yeah, they she gets banished and runs away and a year passes. And it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like it's a testament to how- Kind of little they develop Zarina's Relationship with the other fairies That like I got a weird vibe Off of the fact that none of the fairies seem that shaken up by Zarina's acts, uh, Absence
1: it's a lot I of, mean we
2: never yeah. got the chance To see their reaction like She just she flies off Into the sunset And then it smash cuts to A year yeah, later so I guess there's like
1: nothing contradiction that maybe they did go Looking for her or like something was done, yeah. but, like, that's just, like, kind of...
2: I mean, from what we hear later, it sounds like she runs smack into the pirates, like, the very next day, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah,
0: and with that said, we got the Four Seasons Festival, which is just, like, I guess a talent show. I, maybe this is just fair Eurovision.
1: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I don't
0: know. If it doesn't have, like,
2: a, if it doesn't have Yaya Ding Dong, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, yeah, I mean... Because it, it it just seems like it's just uh like we see a little ex, uh, exhibition of the winter fairies' talents and, and oh, yeah, where Periwinkle shows a fairy up.
1: Periwinkle with no dialogue.
0: And, and, and she just waves at Tinkerbell and that's the only interaction that this very interesting character got and we just man, oh man, that would have been interesting. Mm. I mean, I know the, they couldn't like have will join more easily because you know it'd be hard to like manufacture snow and stuff but it's like seems a bit
1: hard for the winter fairies to spend much time in yeah. summer because cloaked in shadow with a new fancy coat and a bandana and her hair is down so you know she's a bad girl now we got zarina showing up and using her yeah. pixie her magic pixie does to put everyone mm. in the stadium to sleep Except for our, our by doing like,
0: a, yeah. Well, she, they have a, they do a thing where she uses like plant magic to create poppy flowers, which, so she just gets them all like high as hell on uh, opium, <laughs> which you know that's a, that's pretty accurate to most pirates if historical records are mm. to be believed. I did. Uh
2: I did also appreciate that the line about poppies making you sleepy came from Rosetta, not just because she's a garden fairy, but because both Kristen Chenoweth and Megan Hilton were Glinda's yeah. in Wicked. They so were. It's like, gl- <gasps> it a cute little in joke.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's good, good. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, Megan Hilton did play Glinda in Wicked. Why do you think they
1: got her to be the replacement not for Kristen Chenoweth?
0: That yeah. I guess I didn't put those two together. But yeah, our main protagonist got preserved in this uh, weird contraption that Tinkerbell built that they got stuck in. And uh, Clank went to go to the bathroom during the event (laughs) because he'd be chugging a big old uh, flagon of grog. And 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 it's
2: good that he did because otherwise Zarina would have inadvertently committed a genocidal
0: act against
1: the Winter Fairies.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, because, you know, that... (gasps) The, the snow would have run out eventually, and yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah but, like, there's, definitely... like, a... There's another uh, event going on during the events of this movie where it's just, just Clank, like, desperately making <laughs> for the winter fairies stay alive during this whole <laughs> Clank on spin oh,
2: class man. for oh.
0: three days. God, his...
2: Like, he was yeah, a true
0: no, hero uh, of this movie. Bobble is going to be very happy with... How good those thighs are looking afterwards, <laughs> mm, let me tell yeah. you.
2: Thick thighs so, do indeed yeah. save lives. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so the, the fairies, they end up going to chase off after Zarina, and they pretty easily catch up to Zarina because, oh no, Zarina's on a boat with pirates. <gasps> Free and Dessa. They are yeah. Iridesa pirates. is re- really freaking out about pirates.
1: Yes, we get from me our pirate characters, a delightful gang of stereotypes. Um.
0: mm mm-hmm. <laughs> We got oh,
1: what you're t- uh,
0: those? These are the most developed characters. We got the the fat one. We got. The old one with one eye, and the we, and we got the guy who appears to be Chinese, we got the skinny one,
2: and the one who is aggressively Latina. Latina is Spanish, I'm not sure
0: what he is, but he is horny. He is horny, and his so name it's is like, bonito. yeah, these are the most developed and definitely not stereotypical pirates that. Have been seen.
1: Yeah, also, Oof. Tom Hiddleston is there. Yeah,
0: Tom Hiddleston's here playing this little cabin boy named James. This complete with he's, cute little striped He's been twinkified shocked. in this movie.
1: Yes, he's uh, he's been once lurified. He's been. Uh, oh,
2: you had to say it.
0: Yeah, he she did have to say it. Uh, I did. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so Zarina, she's being taken off of the boat. They think that the pirates have captured her and forced her to uh, get the blue pixie dust. But, oh, no. It turns out she's their captain, which, honestly, Completely I like that as a vibe. Hat. Mm. With yeah, a tiny she... fashionable hat and a tiny little sword. Yeah, she's
1: which... just a tiny little fairy lady ordering seat. the... Big dudes around.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mm. I think about like I often think about how like the way that they talk about zarina and the way that the pirates kind of address her. It's it's an interesting vibe amongst this crew. Mm. Like I believe some of y'all made some simpin jokes while Jeez, we were
1: the e girl and her simp's, or at <laughs> least that's how it. Yeah. At least that's how it appears at first glance. But uh, we get some plot mm. yeah. later on. Yeah. Um,
0: Oh yeah, but uh, so the the fairies, they end up stealing stealing the blue pixie dust back and Zarina chases after them and they're all like, you don't have to do this, Serena," And she's like, oh, you left me no choice. And uh, uh, maybe. I don't and know. she and, pixie
2: dust bombs them.
0: Yeah, yeah. And this is where we get into the main gimmick of the movie where because of her pixie dusk uh shenanigans uh all of the fairies now have their talents switched out uh iridesa is now a plant fairy rosetta's an animal fairy fawn's a uh what type of light oh is a, is a is a light fairy, fairy. Yeah. yeah uh silver mist is a fast flying fairy Bell's a water fairy and uh Vidia is a tinker fairy now Most of these are self-explanatory, though. I the strange thing about Vidya's being a Tinker Fairy, it I find it interesting that like, because the whole thing with tinkering is just like seems less about like a this seems less about know
1: how to build things, you know?
0: Yeah, and it's just like
1: because
2: she like she gets a little arc that kind of carries over from the first movie because she was all snooty about tinkering. First movie, and she's
0: this is you know true. horrified this at first, true. and Fawn
2: teases her,
1: and she gets a little arc this is true. I
0: video love, arc. I
1: love, man, I just love that Vidya's a part of the group now. She adds such a good snarky element to the dynamic. I just, I love Vidya. She does. I, I like how
0: she's, I like how she is able to remain snarky, and then no one really chastises for that because you know, like a lot of other girl properties, like once they make like the mean girl the part of the group they they kind of just wash away all of like their sort of quote-unquote bad traits and stuff and sort of sanitize them you know but nah this is we're allowed to have like characters that can be a little bit snarky and flawed and we love to see it
1: Mm -hmm. quite fun that they have uh the character voiced by Mae Whitman now have water powers.
0: <laughs> that's Katara true. lives that's once true. more. Yeah. Uh,
1: before that, yeah, a live true. action Green Nick TV show comes on. Uh, and... <sighs>
0: oh and I think this was also yeah.
2: before she was retconned into being a terrible parent. Oh,
0: anyway, so they, they have a hard time naturally uh, adjusting to these different uh, powers, you know, a lot of this movie from here ends up becoming kind of shenanigans, which you know, because yeah, like they're the whole thing, bad shenanigans. Yeah, the
1: whole thing with the talent switch is like they don't really know how to control their newfound powers, so like they just keep on doing things too much, you know. <laughs>
0: hmm mm. I think that's, like, a good way of, like, increasing the stakes of this movie. Like I've said in our previous episodes, something that these movies do well is that they are able to incorporate the fairy powers in a way that can increase the stakes and create conflict within the story in an external manner that doesn't necessarily involve, like, contrived antagonists. Like, in the previous movies, it's a problem of, like, the elements in this one— it's just them trying to learn these things. And I think that's a one of those things that I kind of miss about these movies. And it'd be mm. way cool if they were able to develop and see these problems more.
1: Yeah,
2: they do briefly least... get into it a little later. Like they're oh, arguing yeah. about the talents, but then more shenanigans have to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, we should also mention Definitely. there is one other factor involved in the shenanigans, and that is Rosetta's... Child!
0: Yeah, Yeah, so they get washed up in a waterfall, thanks to Tinkerbell and their wings are wet, and they get washed onto the beach, and Rosetta lands on an egg where a little baby crocodile's just chilling there, and it's a very cute crocodile. Once again, these movies do a very good job of making the animals very cute uh, when they're not bugs, and Mm. uh, it starts doing that thing where it starts treating... Her like a mom and yeah, I I found that pretty enjoyable it's so honestly. Cute. Yeah, I mean, except
1: animal fairy was pretty fun because like she's kind of like weirded out by animals to some extent. So it's like oh yeah, because like
0: so a, when she first gets her hates powers, so
2: much of nature.
1: I know. She, well, that's yeah, kind of Rosetta's whole thing. And nothing else. That's Rosetta's whole thing. She's like, she's a nature fairy. She's a garden fairy. She's super into flowers and stuff, but she like hates dirt and bugs.
0: I think it's a nice, interesting little character thing they got going for her. But we got this little crocodile here. And this is where we start just getting into just the large multitude of Peter Pan callbacks that are just... Popping up it is around here, crazy like and... five
1: five movies into the series, they finally remembered like, oh yeah, this is supposed to be a Peter Pan prequel. Maybe let's let's mm-hmm. do some stuff with that. So
0: yeah, I gotta be honest. Like one of the things that I really like about these previous movies is that they didn't necessarily feel married to the peter pan lore and they were able to like make these different stories in a way that was like didn't necessarily feel the need to like make all these callbacks yeah
1: well i don't know know.
0: your mileage may vary it's
1: just kind of because i feel like tinkerbell was pretty content in existing as just its own thing because if you really accept this as a prequel to the original peter pan film you gotta accept that at some point, Tinkerbell in the future just abandons her position in Pixie Hollow to spend all her time being a romantically obsessed with a preteen boy, and also tried yeah. to kill a girl at one point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like that, she did. Well, when, when does that when she...
1: does Tinkerbell make her a girl face whose playing? music box
0: she
2: gave back in the first movie? Yeah,
1: exactly. So like. When does Tinkerbell break bad in this timeline is what I would have wanted to know if they would ever have gone there if they made were, made more Tinkerbell films, like... Uh,
0: God, I, I'd, I'd love to reach out to any writers for this thing to see what they might have had <laughs> planned. Pro- I imagine it probably would have been interesting, although, then again, maybe it was best that we didn't see that, and it's only left in the realms of speculation. Yeah. I don't know.
2: Yeah, based on business track so, records with, like, bad anti-heroes, like, I don't need a Maleficent-style yeah. Tinkerbell.
1: Can't, that's can't true. I that hit, true. Uh, the live-action Tinkerbell movie that's just called, like, Tink. Or something, and she's played- Oh
2: god, I've willed it into existence, and she's played
1: Forgetting by. Uh, she's played by- Kara uh,
0: Devangeline.
1: Yeah, she's played by Margot uh. Robbie.
0: <laughs> she's- uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, I feel like they would go with, like, Oh no, line. they are doing uh, a
2: live-action remake. They're doing a live-action remake called Peter Pan and Wendy or something. Jude Law is playing Captain Hulk in that. How many live-action Peter think-
1: Pan movies can one make?
0: Oh my God! Can it's we, public domain,
2: can, baby. As many as we want. It is,
0: uh, yeah. Mm. Oh God! Does that right. mean we're uh, gonna get
1: another sexy Captain Hook? Jude Law? Do you find him sexy? Well,
0: God first damn it, we're gonna people. deal with more Peter Pan discourse, talking about its native representation. <laughs> oh God! Hope. And we're get- oh God! Oh God! I can't I, keep doing this, Emma.
1: They can't keep getting away with it.
0: <laughs> so so Bell and the fairies uh as best as they can uh they use the crocodile shell to go all the way up to the pirate ship and they do some sneaking about and this is where we get to a musical number where it <laughs> turns out that Zarina's plan is that with the blue pixie dusk she grew her own ass pixie dust tree which surprised that more people didn't try that in the past and Things did that to... kind of dismantled we do
1: not meddle with the dust yeah that's another thing Zarina did that kind of dismantles their society cause like in the previous movies they were like there's only one pixie dust tree and if something happens to it our society will be ruined but she proved in this movie yeah. that actually she can just make a pixie dust tree so like
0: which it does yeah redistribute- that does certainly so as a result, the pirates have a plan where they're going to use the, this grown pixie dust tree to make their own stash so that they can fly up, cause the pirate ship to fly so they can fly to Earth and start being a bunch of flying pirates, which- Get
1: up! to a bunch of G-rated pirate activities.
0: You know, stealing th- and this is where we get to their song, uh, the frigate that flies, which I'm trying to think like uh Peter Pan, when was the when was the Tower of London constructed cuz The Tower uh, of London
2: dates back Back to like the 12th, maybe 11th century. It's existed for a very long time. Like it was a big oh, okay, thing. Okay, but Elizabeth the clock I tower was part imprisoned there during the no. You're thinking of Big Ben. That's that's back in Parliament. That's yeah. That has so, nothing to
0: do okay, with the Tower of they never talk so, about Big Ben. Yeah, my bad. Well, yeah. for your lack so, of British
1: knowledge on this podcast. I just yeah. an the Elizabeth the, uh... the First
2: slash Tudor space. Ignore me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, But I'm just thinking, I only bring this up because it's like, I give those pirates like a month or so in the air before they start dealing with artillery shells, because those are things that defo exist. <laughs> I'm just yeah, picturing also, them having like, like a jaunty musical number and then just...
2: If they, <laughs> I feel like if they tried to go to China, that's, things are going to go downhill from there, because China by this point, I believe, already has fireworks in... Gunpowder, in oh, yeah, they very have, easy supply. They,
0: China's had art, like artillery like for a good couple of centuries before the rest of the world, so it's uh, yeah, <laughs> they weren't I gonna last very... long
2: anyway. But that's not really the stake. We don't care if like the Tower of London. The, or the main Sistine problem Chapel is like if robbed, they take away the just... blue,
0: we just don't want that pixie dust to be stolen or else fairies, they're gonna be
2: in Cause, trouble because like we can't wait another eight years or whatever it is for another moonstone thing they
1: must go through yeah. that blue pixie dust real quickly because they sure had a whole bunch of it at the end of the second movie they had a
0: big excess of it that is true yeah, now that you yeah. have this
1: little vial so
0: yeah it, it, and when it was canonically said that they produced more blue pixie dust than they had in previous years does it go God, okay. bad? Ding, ding, we're doing I'm gonna a cinema <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're continuing, we're continuing. Anyway, anyway what do uh, you all
1: think about uh, this song sorry. number? I think
2: it's fun. As I said in the start, I got into this because it was Tom Hiddleston singing, and you know, he's not Broadway singer caliber or anything, but it's cute and it's earnest, and he's clearly trying to do this thing where he still sounds all young and innocent, and you know, it's charming. Tom, <laughs> Tom Hiddleston is very good at being charming. So,
0: like,
1: I, that's, I think he that's does the a
0: part good that job. I like. Yeah, I
1: think yeah. Sun is good in this movie. Like
0: Oh, yeah. All of the voice talent does a very good job uh, mm. in all of these movies. And I think, like, he's definitely not uh, definitely not an exception. I think the fun bit is just seeing him. It's very I mean, anyone who's watching can clearly see that this is just, like, Captain Hook. Just a young Captain Hook. And... Mm-hmm. I find it very like uh i don't know just seeing him be all wide-eyed and innocent it brings about a tragic angle even though we as we see later on this this is all a ruse so like uh getting beat up but... by a
1: flying preteen boy will do to your psyche after a while you know <laughs> <laughs>
2: not to mention that a bunch it, of six inch fairies yeah who
1: apparently are like superhuman strong and as strong as just regular sized humans according to this movie. Mm-hmm. As <laughs> they go Oh, toe with some sword fights later on and they do not struggle. But
0: they do not. From
1: the song we established so... this dynamic where like uh the young James Hook kind of acts as a translator for Zarina to give the orders. Was Captain Hook being able to like talk to Tinkerbell a thing that was in the original film? I it was everyone. a thing. There was and a
0: scene it? in the in the 53 movie still. where he, there was a scene in the fifty-three movie where uh Captain Hook was trying to like schmooze up to Tinkerbell to try and get her to reveal the the location of Pan's hideout and But she still they, had to do like although, pantomime stuff. Yeah, she did have to pantomime something. I feel like this was a case of maybe As you mentioned while we were watching Emma, maybe this is a case where he's still wide-eyed and innocent enough where he can still hear the fairies.
2: Honestly, the bigger thing that perplexes me about this now is, like, why would Tinkerbell ever trust him now? Like,
0: does his hair turning black and growing
2: a mustache work like Clark Kent's glasses? Because, I mean, that is also something that I noticed. This is a very different kind of behavior for James versus Captain Hook. Like, the Captain Hook of the 53 movie, he's very flamboyant and melodramatic very and much less competent me. Than
0: He specifically yeah. talked find, with a great fervor. And, I
2: remember James oh God. James was a lot more, shall we say, low-key in his performance.
0: Ah, Yeah. <laughs> <Boo. laughs> Although, in all honesty, I
2: see him more as, like, a prequel to the Jason Isaacs Captain Hook. Oh, God. From the 2003 movie. That's...
0: Mm. it. 2003, unironically, best Peter Pan movie, IMO. Mm. Uh,
2: Not gonna fight you on that.
0: As a result, uh, they have this little musical number, and they arrive to their secret hideout in Skull Rock. Hey, another callback, and... The pirates begin to make work on making more pixie dust and the fairies keep they keep, try to sneak about uh they hide in this new pixie dust tree to grab the dust but oh no Iridessa touches the tree and causes it to grow a bunch and they shoot out and reveal their location this is where we get into uh them being captured and then uh Zerina and James uh being kinda by themselves. This is a uh
1: And a scene that this has is a scene some, with vibes. Yeah, has some kind of weird kinda romantic the vibe scene. between Zarina and James. The scene
2: that's uh yeah, horny. Jail. He
0: talks He talks to her and says, You're truly the most brilliant fairy that I've ever laid eyes upon. <laughs> And it's one of those things. It's no coincidence that, as you said, Sam, many people took the voice clips that Tom Hiddleston said so that you can make it about yourself, average mm-hmm. teen girl. Oh, God. And, we and just we have I'm to get those British
2: cheekbones.
0: Mm, I'm, I'm just, and I'm just thinking, <laughs> like, I'm wondering how Zarina feels about all of this. Just all of these dudes just like fawning over her because she seems rather into it to a certain degree but at the same time on the
2: one hand i kind of read all the fairies as like ace because they don't reproduce in that way so i think that they're like
0: Uh, tell that to rosetta they have romantic orient
2: hey they can have romantic orientations
0: but like, I, that's fair I although she mentioned her being in vapors which is mm. like but they yeah, do establish
1: fair. in yeah. the previous film that fairies do have romantic relations with each other so even you know even if serena might not be feeling like you know sexual feelings james there is almost kind of an implication that there's like a bit of a romantic tension between them Which is uh... at the very
2: least, she definitely like I think she might also just be getting high on like not the power trip but the appreciation. Like Yeah. They have that line when the fairies are captured and she thinks, like, come back to Pixie Hollow and Serena says, I'll never go back. And James says, We appreciate what she can do. Treasure it, in fact. And (laughs) <laughs> I went, oh, no, because it's clear that he's talking about what she can do, but I think Zarina read it as, we appreciate her. We treasure her.
0: Yeah, yeah And, you know, it's, after it's a self-imposed
2: good... exile and you can't do this, like, she she was
1: searching yeah, for Yeah, like, family. it's like she, like, loves the validation that being with the pirates gives mm-hmm. her. And we get this little scene where she, like, te- teaches uh, James how to fly with the pixie dust, and it seems on the surface, like... A cute sweet scene, but then it takes a turn when,
0: uh, when once, uh, once he like goes through and s- figures out how all the mechanisms work, he says, Wow, it's quite simple, really. And that's why we won't need you anymore. Ooh, spooky villain change as, uh, James. Captures Zarina and just dons on the Captain Hook outfit, and it's just like.
1: Yeah, the implication being that, like, this entire time he was essentially just tricking her and, like, making her seem like he, like, respected her authority, but in reality, he was the one pulling the strings, and he's, like, the true captain of the crew. And it was all just an elaborate ruse in order to use her to get the pixie dust, which. Youch, ouch. Poor poor again, poor Zarina in this movie, truly. Yeah,
0: poor Zarina. They get I a... hope the healer
2: fairies have therapists. Yeah, exactly. She's going to need yeah, one. she's
1: gonna have some major abandonment issues. More than Yeah, Abandonment
0: had. issues, uh probably some major trust issues, uh mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of some imposter syndrome of like, oh, do people actually like me or do they just like the yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Mm.
1: But, like, now Mm. that we've got to this part of this movie, I do want to say something that I find kind of interesting about this movie with how it handles Captain Hook. Because Mm. at the beginning of the movie, you see the young Captain Hook, and he's all, like, kind of optimistic and, you know, a bit hopeful. And you kind of think, like, oh, is this going to be one of those things where it's, like, we get to see, like... Captain Hook of darkness and how he was wrong and how he went from like a sweet guy to like the evil man he was in the original movie. Are they gonna are they gonna once lurify the Captain Hook? Mm. But then like the twist is like actually he was just an evil bastard the whole time. He was never nice. Yeah. Some
2: people are just
1: terrible. Yeah. No woobifying Tom Hiddleston Captain Hook for you, audience.
0: Oh, give You'll give just... Disney a couple of years, we'll get we'll mm. get that hook. Well, they man, I bet some Disney executive is so mad at Steven Spielberg right now for taking the name Hook, because you know, you just know that they would no. have like a a a Captain Hook prequel movie. For you see, my parents were killed by a bunch of fairies. No. <laughs> oh. God. Wouldn't it be my yeah, fam- so- My
2: parents were killed by a bunch of preteen boys? Oh, no, wait, that's Clockwork oh, yeah
0: <laughs> So so with uh, Zarina all captured, the pirates are going to set a course for the second star where they're going to do their little heist. And yeah, uh, it seems like all hope is lost, except, oh no, look, you has joined us. The baby crocodile has... Come about, and uh, Rosetta's able to get the crocodile to follow along, and they end up using him to escape this little pirate cage they're in. All it's the a while, this trap. gross yeah, i oh, I have yeah, to do yeah, it It's a lobster trap. Tra- All the while, this Jim Cummings pirate who's making gross pirate food is just moving along. I also like that he has a picture of his mother, who just looks exactly like him. That's a <laughs>
2: It's one of those like drag parent portraits, yeah. because how yeah. else are we to know that this is the person that you were related to?
0: Yeah. That's, Not uh, enough
2: to call them mom.
0: Yeah, yeah. As a result, uh, the little crocodile, they they end up uh, escaping, knocking the dude out, and they they end up using his coat to like sneak out, which I thought was a nice, fun, animated sequence. It's a sequence, love it, man. So. Yeah, they made a little Muppet Man, which I think this was one of those things where like uh we didn't point this out, but all the while through the movie, uh, Vidya is creating like these different devices and devising some of these schemes to help them get out of these situations. Uh she was the one that helped make a boat leading to the ship. Uh and in this one she comes up with the code idea. And I that's a and oh, also during this little heist, uh like Fawn messes around with the light and Causes her to burn off a bit of Rosetta's hair. If this
1: movie shows that light fairies are just OP. Like Fawn could have just burnt down that entire ship and saved us a movie. Like-
0: <laughs> As a result, uh they're sneaking around in the coat and they get the blue pixie dust, except oh no, Hook ends up holding up uh Zarina in this lantern, being like, yo, give give back or I'ma drown her. And he does that villain thing where they comply, but she tosses her down anyway.
2: Honestly, the villain should do that. Villain should do villains. that. Yeah,
0: no. Competent villainy. But the uh pirate ship is now flying off and the fairies work together to try and save Zarina. And this is where they get this kind of Reconciliation
1: where Zarina yeah. apologizes for her actions. And they just kind of smile in return.
0: They don't talk about how, like, we also didn't appreciate you. And maybe, like, this, as you mentioned at the start, like, this is a movie that definitely would have benefited if we had more time to develop Zarina and her relationship with the other characters. Because as it stands, it kind of just makes all the faults seem to lie on Zarina when it's like, no, no.
2: If you all did, yeah, even to outright says it at one point, yeah, like they're arguing in the yeah. lobster trap, and she's like, Hey, stop it, it's Zarina's fault,
0: yeah, yeah, and and it's like, I mean, she, de- I mean, Defo didn't need to steal like that. Although then again, she again was kind of pushed. to It's one of those things where like, you look at it from her perspective, it's fairly understandable and you can kind of see where she's coming from. Cause yeah, it's
2: kind of like an aerial yeah. situation. Like she was feeling mm-hmm. dejected and hurt and she'd lost what she felt like was everything. And Oh, in comes somebody who's acting like her friend who's acting like they can give her what she wants. And so she'll just, like, grab onto whatever scraps of affection and hope she can get. It's
0: almost, almost as if, if we improve the material conditions of an individual person, it leaves them less vulnerable to manipulative outside forces that could lead them to committing worse actions.
2: What a novel Hmm.
0: concept. interesting. So... Uh, but yeah, they reconcile and yeah, at the very, very least to the ship.
1: I really wish like <laughs> Queen Clarion and Fairy Gary would have like apologized to her at the end of this movie. Yeah, because like exactly yeah. just
0: as simple like we were wrong to n- doubt you, child,
1: or like something like it that. wasn't like, right of me to fire you from the job that we've told you your whole life is your only purpose in life. So um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So. Mm. yeah something like that mm. but I don't know also one more note on Hook Um, I think this is interesting where I think this is the only Tinkerbell film that has an actual like I'm a kill you villain in it like that's true I mean, ha- well, I
2: mean we don't know this what is- Michael Sheen was gonna do with Video. Yeah. Well,
1: there was some implied almost murder in that one. You, I got you got me there. Mm, though, even,
0: though that one was born less of malice and more just like a lack of knowledge, understanding.
1: Like, or, hey, those uh, little fairies lack are of willingness to
0: acknowledge sapience. Yeah. Hmm. Then mm. again, pretty in line with the British. Hey. da da da. So the so the. <laughs> It, it is interesting especially as they get to the the pirate ship and the this is where we just get our big fairy sword fight where more shenanigans ensue in this fight and, and also uh,
2: like manslaughter yeah
0: of. a lot of casual manslaughter i mean it isn't a kids movie if there wasn't light manslaughter in your <laughs> in your final com- conflict like let's be real that's that's the bread and butter of most uh <laughs> young children's entertainment so when we it, should give the previous four
2: films guy. zeros out of ten for no casual manslaughter
0: mayhaps so they are engaging uh the pirates in combat and oh even the crocodiles helping out by snapping at the pirates but uh, one of them tosses a clock at it, and it swallows the clock, and causing the crocodile to have a little tick-tock noise. Hmm, I wonder For- if that will follow through in any other story. <laughs> nah. Wow. They end up knocking off uh, pretty much all of the pirates. Like, they turn over the ship, and it's a nice exit showcase of each of their different, like, talents and all that stuff. So again, Fawn could have just burned up the whole ship.
1: set the sails on fire.
0: Just target the gunpowder stash and just, like, be done with it. Like, it would have...
2: Really, Vidya was doing most of the heavy lifting. Like, she was directing everyone everywhere. I
1: feel like one of the fairies should have found a gun. We saw one of them God, just like had a this. gun.
0: Okay, okay. Which fairy would you trust the most with the gun, and which Didier. fairy would you trust the least with the gun? You'd m-
2: trust video most with the, the gun? most, and either Silver Mist or yeah, Iridesa the, very... the least. Because, like, Iridesa <laughs> would be too scared of it, and Syl, bless her heart, best fairy, but Syl is not responsible. Yeah, enough I think to Fawn
1: would also gun. be a good candidate to handle a gun. I think,
0: uh... (laughs) I'm surprised none of y'all said Tinkerbell. Well,
1: I don't know. Well, I
2: feel like Tinkerbell would start fiddling with it until it exploded in her face. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, Tinkerbell would wanna- Mm. would see it, and then she would wanna, like, find out how to build a gun herself. And she would build a gun in (laughs) Pixie Hollow, and then Tinkerbell would have to deal with the implications of bringing up, uh, guns in Pixie Hollow.
2: The Pixie Hollow yeah, arms she,
1: race. Yeah, she would begin an arms oh, race, Jesus and then later God. on they would have to deal with gun control in Pixie Hollow. And <laughs> I feel like that actually oh, would have God. been the plot of the last movie.
0: <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they turn over the ship, uh, thanks to their teamwork, but, oh no, James got covered in a bunch of pixie dust right before, and he is able to take control of the ship himself as he, as he retaliates against the fairies, and Zarina and him, like, have another sword fight, and we see that tension, and we see all that pathos as this once fervent friendship is now turned sour with hate.
2: <laughs> and get like some Pirates of the Caribbean style mood lighting as it gets more intense. No,
0: it does get more intense and uh he even picks up a uh a whaler's hook to try and uh like stay afloat and like navigate the ship. Oh, they did the thing. And for a moment it seems like he is victorious, you know, he like, Zarina looks like he's, she's beat. Except there's a single speck of blue pixie dust that is around there. And uh, he pulls, like, an oh, oh, I will let you keep this. Just a small pittance between friends. <laughs> and she, she's like, oh, you can keep it because blue pixie dust causes... Other pixie dust to go crazy and causes it to multiply, and it was actually they... kind of a
2: foreshadowing. Yeah, or not a foreshadowing They it do was a foreshadow gun. She... Like she had dipped her bracelet in it in the prologue before she got banished, and then she sent the p- bracelet zinging around. It hit the blue dust, and that made it go all over the place. So she does the same thing with James and Chekov's gun
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, so, good setup good payoff Th- so these he goes ping
1: ponging around the place and then we get that classic comedy scenario where as he's flying by the ocean tinkerbell raises up a big wave and he gets washed of the pixie dust and while he is comically sitting there suspended in the air before he falls they take the blue pixie dust vial from him and then and the crocodile bites him on the, the butt. Yeah, the tiny crocodile bites him on the butt. Wait, I for all the prequelisms, we don't really get an explanation for why the crocodile has it out specifically for him, but uh
0: he well, in the story he it's he because like fist- he likes the taste.
1: Yeah, he's he likes
2: although the story says that it was Peter Pan that got the crocodile hooked on the taste cuz he cut off Hook's hand that way. But like, you know what? Maybe he just smelled good so Crocky thought, ooh,
1: yeah, so I want not Croc to eat. likes twinks. So he goes over uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh Captain Hook. And the fairies just leave all these men to be stranded in the middle of the ocean as they take the uh pirate ship away. And I know this is going a bit ahead, when we get to the post-credit stinger, we only see Captain Hook getting rescued from the waves, from the ocean. So, with the implication being that all his other crew members did just die.
0: So, I mean, yeah. Rest in peace. Yes, they will.
2: port, starboard, Yang, and Oppenheimer.
0: They they did just straight up name a bunch of pirates. Just the names of like parts of a ship, huh? Wow, they really just went off and did that to them. I mean, God, that just like, be like naming a kid the, left like, and right. The, those
2: two were the dumb the dumb ones, so maybe like they just got nicknamed Port and Starbird so that those were their permanent jobs.
1: <laughs> so they remember I don't know. which way was which, you know. Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's very fair. But
1: uh either way they bring the ship back with the vial of blue pixie dust so they can so Zarina can wake everyone up who I've and uh Clank is I mean, yeah, Clank is doing his civic duty of making sure the winter fairies don't die. And yep. doesn't even get a thank you for this. Doesn't even get an appreciation for the main characters for the sacrifice. Well he gets like a smile
2: made. from Bobble, and that's the important thing.
1: Yeah, yeah Bobble, that's all and, he and yeah. Means Clank Bobble. That,
0: indeed we get this moment where the fairies be all like hey zarina is actually rad as hell and you should like let her show off her amazing talent pixie dust alchemy so like you were so happy when she said that If there's one thing that I love in my fantasy-based stories, it's, like, the development of a new magic system. Like, Mm. the notion of, like, I don't know, it makes me think about just, like, Pixie Hollow is such a fervent ground for so many interesting stories that you can set within this fantasy world. And it does make me wonder if the Pixie Hollow MMO game ever, like... (laughs) went into stuff like this because i would have to assume that they had to initiate quests that tied in with the different movies like you would have to think that would be
1: i mean i feel like the pixie dust alchemist would be the most op class there because she potentially has the abilities of all other classes so yes, yeah,
2: although I, mean, like I think said, movie one Tinkerbell would be so yeah,
0: pissed like it is kind of funny, <laughs> though. The thing is, is that because blue pixie dust seems to be like limited resource, I think there is probably going to be like some limitation to that because she's like, but and all she I think really needs the drawback like a is few that
1: crystals of the blue pixie dust to seemingly make a good amount of what she needs. So, this
0: is true. Although because of that, she doesn't seem to f- fly that much because she's like saving up her stash so she can use it for her pixie dust. I mean, magic. she
1: seemed like she had no issues flying in this movie when she got off the island. So, oh,
0: that's true. Well, I think. I mean, I, I think, think this movie kind I think this movie it.
1: discovered that they kind of created a character that broke all the laws of their universe, and that's why she would never be mentioned again. <laughs> After this movie, yeah. I don't know. Maybe if they made more Tinkerbell films, they would have done something with her again. But uh,
0: I can picture that. Yeah, but also be, Christina Hendricks whole... was probably
2: expensive. Yeah, they're
1: like, we only this is true. maybe some to, some maybe next time we'll go with one of the cheaper madman actors like. Uh,
2: well, I hope that's not Elizabeth perhaps. Moss
0: because she's busy. Oh no,
1: Elizabeth Moss would probably be more expensive.
0: <laughs> but that ends <laughs> yeah. up. Uh... Ending off the movie. Yeah,
1: and we also so, uh, we get a post credit stinger yeah. that we kind of mentioned before where-
0: Where uh, Captain Hook is floating on the water and- Picked up. By a very round and smooth Mr. Smooth. He's so
1: smoothly animated, but yeah, he's picked he's up. He's going to
2: age like 20 years in the next one, just dealing with all the nonsense of James and, Hook. Well,
1: at least Captain Hook gets a happy ending because he- meets his future boyfriend, and all is well, so. <laughs>
2: At least uh, until a new twink rises. Yes. Oh, God, oh. should I call Peter Pan a twink? Never mind,
0: I take it back, I take it back. I, mm, mm, mm,
2: I mean, I take it back.
0: pixie dusk sticks.
2: He's prepubescent, Henry. Well,
0: but, like,
1: he has the mind that, of, like, a yeah. 30-year-old, though, right? Like, uh, he's been a preteen for a long know. time.
0: So, Emma, I take it back, I take it back. Uh, that's the movie. What is your rating of this movie?
1: I give it uh a Zarina did nothing wrong and uh, deserves compensation for the emotional hard she was put through in this movie. Uh out of 10.
0: Sam, do you have a rating for this movie?
2: I give it 21 blue pixie dust specs out of 26
1: very specific
0: <laughs> very specific i'm going to give this movie a skull island out of 10 like it's it's got a nice imposing vibe it's got a uh, a pretty distinct aesthetic uh seems a little weirdly married to its source material mm. but overall like it it seems like a place worth visiting oh so. my god
2: tom Eddleston was in kong skull
1: island
0: he was. It's all coming together,
1: <laughs> I think, after this movie came out, so.
2: Yeah, yeah, with Brie Larson. So that's like tying it back to Magic and Pegasus.
0: It's, it's, all, and connected. it's, it's all, all
2: connected. It's all
0: connected.
1: It's yeah.
0: Oh, by the way, uh, one last note about this movie. Uh, You all mentioned how time seems to work a little weird about this being a prequel to Peter Pan. Apparently, according to the creators, this movie is stated to be set 20 years before Peter Pan. And they also add the caveat, three years before Jake and the Neverland Pirates, because that's also a thing that... Oh, wait, so Jake and
1: Neverland Pirates... into this? Wait a second... If this t- is twenty years before the original Peter Pan, and they showed us Wendy in the first Wendy movie, Wendy in the
0: first one, yes, you're right.
1: What even is so? Uh, is this
0: a different Wendy? What's the story, guys? Yeah, well, I don't know. It's
1: maybe, maybe that was actually Wendy's mother, and her name was also Wendy. We just didn't know it, and then
2: no, her mother's name was Mary.
1: Maybe her middle yeah. name is Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so kind of stretching at this point. <laughs> a little yeah. bit.
0: So I they figured just... I'd add that little mind flip there for you guys. Look,
1: okay. I hate you. Last two movies have already like retconned a lot of stuff in the first movie, so we just gotta assume mm. that a uh, Secret of the Wings is kind of a soft reboot in a way for this franchise. So you know?
0: This is true. Yeah, this is, this has been fun. Hey Sam, thanks for joining us here in the pink aisle. Uh, this, uh, we're glad to have taken you on this little ride. Let's see, Sam, you got pluggables. You got, you got lots of good stuff. Tell, tell us about that stuff.
2: I have a YouTube channel that I barely use because unfortunately Patreon does not pay enough for me to live on my own right now, but if you want to watch me rattle on about feminism, femmes, and women in pop culture, you can find me on YouTube, La Femme Fictionale. Fictional is spelled mm-hmm. like fictional, but with an E at the end, because I was trying to be pretentiously fake French. You can also follow me on Twitter, Femme Fictionnelle. And my Patreon is also Femme Fictionale. and also I work with Henry at Worlds Elsewhere. We're going to be doing a summer cabaret this year. It's going to be great.
0: Yeah, I don't know when this episode's going to come out. By the time you can probably, it might have passed by that time. But uh, time has no yeah, meaning it's...
2: anymore, Henry. We already established time do- this.
0: Not in the pink aisle. It certainly doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been very good. Uh, if I do have to, uh, if there's one thing, uh, even though. I know you're probably sick of like people talking about maybe your older videos, but your Padme Amadala video, Aww. that's, that's, that's the big one. I,
2: yeah, it, that is, that's, that uh, was my very first, I was so bad with editing back then, but I stand by that, most it, of what it, I it's, said in it. It's
0: okay, but your points were very well written there. So give, give that one a you. watch. Uh, yeah. You know who else? has social media and all that good stuff. Emma! I,
1: mean, I kinda, I got a Twitter, uh, EmmaCory9, if people want to follow me. I don't tweet a lot, but I will acknowledge your existence and probably follow <laughs> you back. So if you want some yeah. some tiny validation from me, an internet stranger, then go and give me a follow.
0: <laughs> Heck yeah! Here's to, and uh, if you enjoy this podcast, uh, you can also follow it on Twitter at PinkalPod or on your podcast platform of choice. You can give us a rating or a follow. You know, we try to release episodes every two weeks and stuff. So just come hang out. We we we're getting close to fifty episodes at this point. So like, we got a lot of good stuff that you can listen to. Which, yeah, that's what, uh, Emma, that's wild. 50 ups.
1: We've Woof. made so much content for this podcast and we yeah have so much more Ultimate. content that we could make because there are a lot of these types of movies out there, a lot.
0: Indeed. we haven't even
1: scratched the surface and really
0: hmm. no we have not but as for me listener you can find my stuff in a whole heck of a bunch of places uh, youtube.com slash henry for my different video essays and such uh, there's also uh, my twitter at kathman henry which keeps up to date for all the stuff I do on the ding ding internet and uh, there's also my portfolio tumblr which Try, I try to keep updated with all the stuff I'm doing in one place, but it's, yeah, it's henrykathman.tumblr.com, uh, and then, uh, oh yeah, Patreon, that's a thing I should plug, uh, patreon.com slash henrykathman, get some nice perks, get some bonus stuff, and, uh, help me pay my bills, yeah, but otherwise, thank you all so much uh, for joining us, but, uh, until then, all right, Sam, uh, you're our, you're the sixth person that has gotten themselves transported here within this arbitrary framing device here, uh, we think we have a nice system to get you out back into the real world, um, and, uh, hang on, here's some Here's some paper, uh, send this to the police or a government agency of some sort. Just you, tell them we're stuck here. We're, we're running out of food. You can you can help <laughs> us, right? Just maybe get it. I'll just, have, yeah, send
1: to send I mean, a I'll refill try. of the Easy Bake Oven cake mix.
0: Yeah, at the very least, get us a nice shipment of that.
1: Maybe right. get oh, the, and the you, soft everything. pretzel mix.
0: Oh yes. Okay. I'll I'll take the pizza ones um, as well.
2: Is it okay if before that I do that? I might I might lollygag a little bit by the descendants and the destiny stuff if that's okay. Like, I don't know. Something's me. Oh, oh yeah, to me. sure.
0: Take your time. We pay no attention to our crude encampment and attempts at building <laughs> shelter here. So while we do that, listener, uh, we will see you next time. Bye.
1: Goodbye! Bye.